With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleep but a drink. Faith without work is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh, yeah. Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the trenches five minutes and you're about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. <laughs> if you died for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This is deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing but you started trying to reach, huh? But after him who's able to possess your father's by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now the point is this prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Joining us, and uh, 
till they get here, let the windows down, and uh, turn up the air conditioning, and, uh, you know, let us bless your ears. Here we go. We pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars. I can't really use a wish right now, wish right now, wish right now. We pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars. I can't really use a wish right now, wish right now, wish right now. Yo, I'm already grown, but it's hard to be like a man that I've never known. It's hard to change a picture of this man that I've grown, but I open up my arms like welcome to my home. Well, at least that's what I tell them, but before I say bye, the niggas already gone. So I take them on my heart, but I store them in my phone. I don't really need them, but my sister's feeling all alone. Yeah, and it's the same old song. The only time he calls is when he asking for a loan. I always say yeah, cause I love him and I'm strong. But I hate the fact he only say he love me on the phone. And I've done this on my own. I've become my own man and you can write that on my stone. I put that on my sons. Well, should I say my clones? And my daughters need their father so they'll never be alone. I did this shit right cause he only showed me wrong. And I just snatched it off my chest and then I placed it on the stone. Before I noticed the pain, the memory is gone. My kids took away my chest but placed me on the throne. Now I'm in my zone. An old school feel like the 64 Apollo or the 83 bone. A nigga still smile when the memory is gone. But a nigga still cry if I think about my mom. And that's a whole nother story Try to visualize the past But this shit is kinda blurry The brown paper bags And you touching on the 40 I'm touching on the promise Gotta lie to my sister My brother need his father But he turned to his brother So I turned to the street To take the pressure off my mother I did this for my kids nieces, nephews and my cousins But before they feel my pain Man, fuck it, I will suffer Cause I'm a little tougher Raised by the gutter Louisville slugger Thanks to my moms And I swear I really love her And I love my pops the same And I say that no stutter But now I'm getting older My pops is getting older But he thinks he's getting younger I put the bullshit aside And place it in my folder Well leave it where it's at And take the pressure off my shoulders And them demons off my back My head's all clear My kids getting bigger My pops starting to feel like He's more like my nigga My sister's starting to feel like I'm more like a father My brother had a daughter And I'm just being me for my grown man issue Your life is moving fast, a lot of tears and no tissue Nobody on your side when your cash is an issue Or when you crash and the pressure out of smash don't kill you But they say but don't kill you make me stronger A marriage going bad, it's like living in a coma No sides are getting better but we scared to pull a plug We just living in the moment or maybe it's the love Well... The love is our kids and my eyes won't lie So I hide them with my leg I dealt with the drama I can walk away from them Cause if I walk away from them Then I'm walking out their life And if I'm walking out their life and Then I'm making room for him And it's no working out It's all weight with no gym Yeah And maybe that's my best move Get out the rest of my life like a cartoon My new chick must have knocked her off a better stool Cause that's the poor stellar checkmate like a chess move but here I stand, my reflection show a hell of a man And let's pretend that
one of my little joints, Airplane. Give one of my buddies a shout out, Miss Tammy Lynn, somewhere getting her toes done, because she knows men folks be looking at those toes first. We be looking at the feet before we look at the head, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, those toes got to be right, for real, for real. Let's see if our guests have arrived. JJ, are you with us? I'm here. Sorry, I'm a little bit late. <laughs> oh, well, man, what they say, better late than never. Yeah, Thanks yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> no worries, man. I told everybody that your private jet was circling the airport and uh, yeah. landed pretty yeah. soon. <laughs> Have a little problem on the runway, but we're all good. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they know how stars are. You know, they know that when you yeah. land, you got to comb your hair and, you know what I'm saying, do Definitely. all that stuff. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Hey, well, JJ, welcome to the show, and let me give you a little brief introduction, and we could get it cracking. Uh, I hope I pronounce your name, last name, McGuigan. Is that how you pronounce it? McGuigan. Yeah, I was close. I was closer than a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, see, I went to school the first three years anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we have J.J. McGuigan with us, who is a VH1 Save the Music Songwriting Contest finalist, award-winning songwriter, guitarist, and mental health advocate, a drummer since age 13. McGuigan later picked up the guitar and began writing songs at age 20. He attended Newman University and renowned recording school, Full Sail University, Songwriting has now become J.J.'s main focus and passion with the emphasis on lyrical creation. McQuiggan has appeared on countless radio shows, and his music has been heard on hundreds of stations around the world. After a brief stint in Austin, Texas, he has returned to his hometown of Wichita. He is currently working on a follow-up EP for 217 release. For more information, I'm going to let him tell you that himself in a few minutes. And again, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, J.J., what, what's going on with you, man? I always like to start the show. I know a lot of hosts go the other way and jump right into all the to the meat of the interview. Yeah. But I always like to start with, you know, who is J.J.? I mean, I mean, were you a country boy? I mean, uh, how did you, you know, was a bad boy in school? I mean, did you have fun? When did you get involved with the music? And what's your love before you got here? Yeah, um, well, my two of my main passions has always been uh, music and sports. I um, was able to play basketball all through college and uh, been a drummer since 13 and picked up the guitar at 19 and started writing songs ever since then. Um, and so really where I'm at right now, I'm working on a, a follow-up EP to the Associative uh, the one I released in October uh, with my buddy Brian Elwick. Um, he's a fantastic guitar player as well and uh, multi-instrumentalist. And so, and the genre that I, you know, typically fall into is alternative rock. And so, um, that's that's really what I uh, tend to gravitate towards the most. And uh, yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's been fun uh, this past year releasing that um, EP and just 
trying to see how far I can take this uh, as a songwriter and everything. And so um, hopefully I don't stop till I drop dead, and hopefully my songs live on after that too. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, def- that's definitely the best thing for a songwriter is for other artists to, you know, copy their songs. So, mm-hmm. um, when did you when did you really decide to start taking music seriously? Was that you know nineteen or twenty or when when did you really? Yeah, decide? it was. That's when I really uh, started with guitar seriously, um, and I got hooked up with a guitar teacher. <sighs> excuse me, um, named Randy Zellers here in town. He's a jazz musician. And uh, one of the best guitarists I've ever seen, and just a very good teacher. And so I, I mainly just focused on guitar for a couple, two or three years. And then once basketball ended, um, you know, I dove right into songwriting. And I'd always written songs, but never really put them to music. And, you know, wrote in journals and stuff like that. And as, as you said before, I'm a mental health advocate. And... Um, I've, I've suffered from mental illness uh, and, and still do, um, but was diagnosed when I was 16 with OCD, depression, anxiety, um, and so and journaling and writing and music in general basically helped save my life. And so, okay. well, let me ask you this matters. really quickly: are, yeah. are you involved in any of those uh, organizations for for uh, the mentally ill? Yeah, there's the Mental Health Association of South Central Kansas, and I volunteer there, and I I did work there for a few months. They had a part-time position open up until they could get someone full-time, and so I I was able to work there for a few months in in one of their group homes, um, which was interesting, and and it was was. You know, there's some misconceptions about, you know, mental illness, and it's only the people that, you know, just appear out of it all the time and wander in the streets. Yeah, that's true. And But even those people can turn around and become fully functioning people. Um, I've right. seen it, and, you know, we've heard stories of it. And, you know, it's just, it's just wanting to get the message out there the best I can on any platform that, you know, if you're going through something, struggling, whether it be depression or anxiety or both or something something else, you know, there's help for you and you're not alone and um Right. That's always, why that's why yeah. that's why I wanted to that's why I wanted to mention it and have you, you know, uh elaborate a little bit more on that, you know, for the yeah you know, the great work these organizations are doing, you know. Right. It's uh you know, and hopefully they get the continue to be funded by, you know, Medicaid, because a lot of them are funded by that. And, um, and so, you know, if that continues to happen, that'll be good, and, and as well as we keep making strides to not stigmatize people and, um, and just treat everybody as a human being, whether they got a mental disorder or not, you know, and, and be willing to listen to our best capacity um, to someone who is in need or point them to someone who we think can help. And right. so it's just, uh, that's an important thing, definitely. I think in general people just need not to be so selfish because people tend to think so much about themselves. And, and saying that, I mean that um, they always think this could happen to somebody else or it won't affect them or their family until it does. 
Right. They don't, uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that it's seen as bad, you know, a mental illness, in, in the sense that, you know, the person might be at fault for it, and that's, that's hardly ever the case. And sometimes it's seen as a personal weakness, and that's hardly ever the case. And so, and just like you said, some people, they just want to avoid it altogether, but so much more now today, you know, it, it's hitting home with a lot of people whether it's them themselves or a family member or a close friend, um, you know, they see it and they hear about it. And, and I think we just need to accept it and accept the, the, the people that have the illness and and just really try to be one community that just kind of does that and not feel like we have to hide everything. You know, in, in certain situations, yeah, that's cool, but... Um, Overall, you know, we shouldn't feel like we have to hide everything from people, especially people close to us, that, you know, we should be able to be ourselves, should be able to just let it go. And we need to vent, we can vent without being judged and and whatnot. And so um, just about creating a better environment for us all, really. Right. Well, J.J., let me tell our listeners, for those who just joined us, you're listening to I Am Indy, of course, uh, call in number 347-308-8747, and we're speaking to Mr. J.J. McGuigan today, and if you'd like to join the conversation, press number one on your phone, let us know that you're there, and uh, we'll be glad to let you in. So, J.J., who were some of your first musical influences that you can remember? Uh, way back in 94 was when I really got into to rock and roll. Um, Live was a band that uh, was very big back then. Um, of course, Nirvana. Um, you know, and then later on, bands like uh, Creed, um, Disturbed, Cold, uh, Him. Just bands that, you know, really... Uh, invoke a lot of emotion and a lot of real, um, you know, depth and meaning in their music, and it's not just geared towards the top 40, even though it might fall into that, and there's nothing wrong with top 40 music, but um, just my particular preference is, is just if it evokes emotion, if it if it does that, it's done its job, the music has, and so that's really where I gravitate towards, but those bands in particular really got me hooked on, on, on the rock scene. Okay. I got your, um, so what, who are you listening to currently? Currently still some of the same bands, um, cold, um, disturbed. I listen to a lot. Um, three days, grace, um, as well as anything from Coldplay, Imagine Dragons. Um, I'll listen to any, anything that's you know on the radio just to kind of keep up with the sound and everything. And you find a lot of good stuff um, on there on mainstream that I think sometimes it gets dogged, you know, because it's mainstream. Well, mainstream's almost in the minority now. Everybody's you know trying to branch off, which is good. You just need to get right. you know. You know, less labeling, more just if the song's good and you like it and it evokes emotion in you or 
makes you think, you know, more power to you. It just doesn't matter what genre it falls into or who's really singing it per se. Um, but, you know, if it, if it, if it's, if you like the song, you like the song, you know, don't be, I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but sometimes you see fans, fans of one band dissing fans of another band and, or another music act. And it's like, you know, you don't, you don't have to do that. You know, it's just one of those things that um, let the music speak for itself. And if it's not your thing, uh, one particular band, you know, let that be, and you don't have to, it's not a contest, so to speak. I don't view it that way, you know. I don't I don't right. see it as a contest. Um, it's just trying to reach people and doing that the best you can, and if you can earn a living doing it, more power to you. That's what we're all kind of wanting to some extent. But, uh, um, but yeah, it's just let the music speak for itself and, and let it reach people. Yeah. Well, I I think those uh, people that judge other musicians are, aren't really true artists because I think a true right. artist really appreciates uh, anybody's ability, you know, and, and talent. Yeah. You know, that's one totally. thing you can't go. One thing you can't do. You can't go buy talent. You know, you can rehearse to the cows come home, but you really can't go right. buy it. Right. It's not something that is uh, an easy thing to come across. And so, you know, and, and like you said, it, it, even if they're not playing the type of music you like, you can't say, you can notice talent, you know. You can notice if someone's really putting their heart into it. You can notice if... Uh, you know, if, if they mean what they're saying, if they've been through it, you know, you can notice all those things and appreciate that, even if you don't like the particular style or the song. Um, it's just one of those things where, you know, let the, let the music talk and, um, you know, it doesn't need to be strung out all across YouTube in the comment sections. We all know those are, you, you don't want to go down there too far. <laughs> Because uh, it just gets it gets it gets pretty hostile, but uh, um, but yeah, you know, just let the music speak for itself. That sounds like a plan. I mean, I've always been that way. You know, I've got to come from an era of uh, musicians. We really didn't have um, the technology that we have today. You know, the computer generated right. sound. You know, we had to learn how to play, and you yeah. know, we also had a whole bunch of, um, you know, even in elementary school, you know, we had music mm-hmm. class, you know, we had band and uh, harmony and some of those through, you know, uh, elementary, junior high, as yeah. well as high, and, um, you know, where I know because of the economy and the politics and all this stuff that's going yeah. on in now, uh, you know, a lot of people don't learn how to play instruments, you know, unless they're right. religious or, you know, self-taught, which was going to be my next question right. for you. Uh, are you self-taught? Uh, did you have any formal training? Um, I did have training on, on both drums and guitar about the first two years of each. Um, my guitar teacher, when I was 13, um, 
was a student at a WSU, Wichita State University, um, and I'm blanking on his name. It's just been a while. Kyle Mulligan was his name, yeah. And uh, he was a phenomenal drummer. And guitar, I really had to take lessons because pitch-wise, I don't have the greatest ear, but I can feel my way with the instrument. And I've developed it over time to where it's pretty good now. But starting out, um, I just I just didn't have that ability to, to match pitches, you know, spot on. And so I, I went and learned um, both tablature and notation and just learning how to do that really helped in those years because it helped me gain an understanding of guitar and just music in general. And then uh, then throughout the years, my ears got a little bit better and everything, and um, I'm starting to work on the keyboard now, and I've been self-taught on that for a year. I haven't had any lessons, and um, that's coming a lot quicker now that I know guitar and know the notes and everything behind it. Um, but, yeah, for those first two years, I took lessons. I'm on guitar. Uh, again, Randy Zeller's phenomenal jazz musician and great teacher. So, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Hey, well, we have one of your songs, JJ, queued up, uh, Home. So you want to okay. tell us a little bit about, about that, and then we're going to let our listeners hear it. Yeah, um, Home was a song I wrote a few years ago, um, and it's really about, you know, someone trying to define what home is, you know, and it comes to down to not really a physical location. It's something that's more within you. And just trying to express that idea, you know, the best I can. And um was able to put the full band together with uh, Garrett Crow and McKayza Ryan and everything. And it's Garrett Crow that's singing on there. Um, but, yeah, it's a song I'm proud of, and it's uh, the latest single off of the EP. So hope you guys enjoy it. All right, here you go. This is home. As I wonder, searching for a place I've never known. Like the time that I see your face makes me realize there is something real out there, and I wonder how long till I reach this place. Home sounds like a nice idea to me. Don't tell me that there's nothing out. Walking circles and 
Acting like I'm going somewhere Sometimes I feel like I just want to start this over And I remember Just how far it is we've come home Sounds like a nice idea to me Don't tell me that there's nothing out there This life has had its way
you know, if I move into a house here in the next few months, which I'm trying to do, um, I'm, I'm going to definitely get a set for that and everything. Um, but, yeah, right now it's just mostly guitar work, both electric and acoustic. So. Yeah, you, you posted up in Wichita. That's where you are? Yeah, Wichita, Kansas. Um, been here my whole life. Like you said, I had a brief stint in Austin for a while, and uh, then came back up here and uh, signed with uh, Michael Stover at MTS Management, and uh, just been going at it ever since. So, yeah. Yeah, Devin got to give Michael a shout out, man. He does some great Definitely. work as well. Definitely does. Tremendous guy and a tremendous uh, management management team that he's got, and they, they've helped a lot and helped a lot of people too. So, well, that's what it's all about. That's definitely, definitely. what it's all about. So I know you got a a a, a gang of different, um, you know, singers and and musicians on your project. I mean, mm-hmm. what kind of process did you go through to, you know, pull them together, and how did you choose who you wanted to work with? Well, basically, I got the the phone number of a producer here in town, McKayser Ryan. Um, he had lived several decades out in Los Angeles and helped produce Guns N' Roses albums and Bob Dylan and Metallica and... Uh, and then came back to Wichita um, when he kind of retired and set up shop in Airhouse Academy here in Wichita, which is a they give they give lessons it's instrument instrumental lessons and they got a recording studio as well. And so I, I got the number to him, called him up, and showed up, played him a song called Letter, and he liked it and told him what my plan was was just to get a you know a five five song EP out there. Of uh, of my songs and just and go with that and he and he was already in touch with Garrett Crow and Scott Spriggs, um, two of the singers on there, and basically just went from there and and got with uh, with them and cracked out the instruments on all those songs and then added the vocals last and then did the mixing and mastering by Macasia and and was. It was a fun experience because I got to, you know, have the full studio experience because I hadn't had it. It was mostly just garage band stuff. So, <laughs> but uh, right. But yeah, it was it was good. It was good. Uh, good experience. Good people, all across the board, and um, had fun doing it. So yeah. What uh um um you know the music contest was that VH1 Save the Music Contest? How, how did you get involved in that, and what's that all about? Yeah, it was a songwriting contest that I entered in. I believe it was it was a few years ago, um, but ended up being in the finalist category. It passed through um, several rounds of judges, and they got down to you know, a few dozen songs and it ended up being in, in the, you know, top 10 finalists. And so there's a song called rain that I uh, wrote. Um, it's on my website, but it's not on the EP. We're thinking about putting it on the next one, but yeah, it was, it was good. And it was reassuring that, you know, I was able to, 
gain confidence from that because it was kind of early on when I started pursuing, uh, you know, songwriting as a career. And uh, so it gave me a lot of confidence to do that. And just one of those things that, you know, it, it, you never know until you try it. So you just got to try it and see what happens. And so that, that's, that's what I learned from that, you know. And, uh, but, yeah, it was a good experience. And, and uh Hopefully they're able to continue that contest on. Um, I know for a couple of years it got dropped, but uh, but yeah, hopefully they can start it back up and and then get some more songs out there from uh, us indie guys. <laughs> yep, that would be a great thing, and uh, I know people just need to really support more organizations like that. So I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they still. Like the alcohol or going to the racetrack or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? So, um, your your album, uh, Disassociative, that's the that's the project that you're working now. Yeah, that's the one that's been released, um, that has home on it and everything and the new one that I'm working on with uh Brian Elwick, a close friend of mine and uh I haven't come up with a title for it yet. We're just still working on songs. We've got our songs set and everything and just going through pre-demo and about finished with that. And then we'll take it into the studio and, and hammer them out. And then, uh, you know, hopefully it, it's fully done within the next three to six months. And, um, yeah, and just hopefully we they, you know, have some success with that as well and just promote the promote the heck out of it and, you know, to whoever will listen, really. <laughs> how many uh, how many musicians do you usually work with? I mean, do you have a you know a full band or you know? How many well, right you... now it's it's uh, just me and Brian, and the studio we're going to record at now is uh, Brickhouse Studio uh, here in Wichita, and producer there, and he's gonna. Um, hear the songs that we record just with in my apartment at my, with my software. Um, he's just going to hear those and then uh, try and match, you know, who we need for drums, who would be good for vocals. Really, those are the only two main things we need because um, guitar and bass we've got covered. Um, and, yeah, and so... Really, it just comes down to to who we can find and who's a good fit uh, for me and Brian on these uh, this next EP. Um, and Wichita's got a lot of good musicians, though. That's that's a that's a good good thing, and so we'll, we'll, we're sure we can find you know, somebody that fits our music and everything. So yeah, well, that sounds like an exciting process too. You know, I, I kind of hate being in the studio. One way I kind of hate it, and the other way I, I don't really miss it much because I used to be in that late, late, late night. You know, sometimes you forget. What yeah. Was. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it can it can be a daunting task. <laughs> yeah, you forget what day it is, and then you get tired of eating pizza right. and cold chicken. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. Uh, it's not as glamorous as some people think it is. That's for sure. So. Um. Yeah, totally. We see it always look better on the outside. Yeah, it does. The, the pictures and the 
behind the scenes footage looks looks like fun and, and it can be fun and it is. But it's also it also can be daunting and just kinda um sluggish at times when the creativity's not flowing or something's not working right and anything can happen. Uh so but yeah, it's uh one of those things you wanna be prepared when you go in as much as you can. Um, kind of cuts down on the time and the cost, which can be, a, you know, it's not a factor for a handful of people, but, you know, it's a factor for most musicians. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, they want, but yeah. so whatever reason, a lot of musicians want to go in the studio and they go, um, I don't know, they go to rock star heaven. You know, they want to kick back and have yeah. a friend down and, you know, they go into a whole other place, and they don't realize right. you're on the dollar. I don't care what nobody say, you're on the clock. Yeah, and yeah. That's not a place you go to practice. Right, yeah, totally. It's not It's not a place you want to start the process of creating a song, and you want to have that done and because, like you said, you know, you're on the dollar, and that can add up, even in a low-cost studio, it can add up and surprise a lot of people and they end up not finishing the project. Oh, no, I know, without a doubt. I, I had yeah. uh, one of the biggest scares in life with uh, Mr. Ike Tina, Ike Turner, should I say, from Ike and Tina. Yeah. Over, over some studio time. Um, mm-hmm. And and my masters were held hostage because somebody wasn't really paying attention to the clock because they charged us for setup time and to tear down and get out of the studio. Oh, wow. So it, it was crazy. <laughs> Man, that, yeah, that, that, that'll that cost you a lot of money. Um yeah, hopefully I don't don't run into that, but uh, but yeah, studios can be kind of deceiving with uh, with with the way they do things. That's unfortunate, though. Well, technology's not changed so much, JJ. I mean, it, it's like, man, I don't know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure I'm a lot older than you, man, but I go back to a day where, you know, you couldn't even have a studio unless you had a quarter million dollars or more. Right. You know, right now, you know, a couple thousand, you could get some digital stuff. Definitely, you know? yeah, it's all digital <laughs> now, and so right, you know, we didn't went yeah. from analog to digital. You know, we didn't went from yep. uh, two, two track, four track, eight track, sixteen track, twenty four, thirty two. You know, now it's I, I yeah. don't know how many. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's no telling. I think it's infinite. I don't think they've stopped yeah. making them. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's definitely a different world. Totally. When, you know, it used to take us a week or more um, to send a CD or an album, you know, out of the country, and now you could do it, mm-hmm. you know, 30 seconds or less, you know. So yeah, yeah. The industry has changed so much, so, you know, artists now really have to be a little more, I would say, computer savvy, you know, if they really want to be. Right. Um, you know, relative, you know, and I feel sorry right. for a lot of the old, old school artists, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, they kind, of, they kind of missed that curve, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's you know. kind of something that wasn't foreseen, you know, until it happened. 
um, mainly with the startup of Pro Tools, you know, making everything become digitalized and um, any more. And, and what it's done is it's kind of saturated the market with a lot more music. So sometimes it's hard to stand out from that. Um, you know, you still got your big names in music and everything, and kind of the hope is to get one of them to sing your song. And so um, you just kind of hope for that. And but just keep keep doing music because you love it and and everything. And but uh, but yeah, learning learning the keyboard your way around the computer and everything is definitely a a must, um, at least for someone that you're working with knows what they're doing on that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I agree totally. And what I found out too here recently, JJ, is the way that the industry really views a lot of music because there was a time where you were judged solely on your music. You know, good music is good music, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of the genre. I mean, that's my, my, right. but you were Definitely. judged on your, your music and, and your artistry. But nowadays, you know, they want to look at your YouTube views and your social mm-hmm. network before they even listen to your music. Right. You know, they, if your they numbers and the YouTube that. views, yeah, if yeah. your views and stuff don't interest them, they won't even listen to you to even give your music right. the benefit of the doubt. And, and right. to me, that's, that's sad, you know. Totally. You know. It is because, you know, they don't want to take too too much of a risk, you know, placing, you know, getting an artist that has great music and but not a lot of fans or likes or views. You know, they 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 almost don't trust their own ears. They just trust how however many likes you got or however many views right. you got. Well, they must be good, obviously, so we'll take them. And that you know, so many times that's not the case. Um, but yeah, you know it, it. It should come down to just if you, if the music's good, if, you, you just kind of know when when a song is going to reach people, and and you just kind of want that to be the case, and not not how many likes you can get because you can buy those. I mean, you can buy views, you can do all that, and so it's just kind of one of those things that how it's work, working now. But uh, hopefully that changes some extent. Well, I do too, because there's a lot of talent out there and a lot of great music, and they don't have the promotional dollars, or they're not computer literate to the degree, or they don't have a team of people. They just sit up mm-hmm. on uh, you know, Twitter and Instagram all day just blasting their stuff out. Right. And, and to oh, me, that, yeah. That, that does the industry a disservice to me. It does. It does. And it it's almost become some extensive joke just because it's done that way and I'm not saying social media is bad, but just the fact that you're judged how good a musician you are based off of your social media stats. You know, that that as opposed to just the music itself. That that doesn't I think that's just kind of a joke. <laughs> well, it is, and it's almost like yeah. you know, back back in the day, you had A and R departments, you know, which is artists' mm-hmm. repertoire for those people that don't yeah. know. 
And and these guys somewhat kind of put their their stuff on the line, you know, because they bring in yeah. a, a group, a hot act, and you know they may have a really really good group. Sometimes they pick the right song to release, and you know they never look mm-hmm. back. And the NR guy get pat on the back; he's the greatest guy in the world. But then right. the same token, he bring in a group, a great 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 group, and there's some educated idiot that don't really know music release the wrong track, and then right. the whole group. Punished, and then the A and R guy, you know, he get he gets snobbed, he gets you know what I mean? So yeah, so, yeah. So for them, yeah. they didn't got scared, and they just backed up and say, "No, let me put it on everybody else now," you know? Right. Yeah. And 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 A and R guys, you know, you're right. They can one act can make their career, and it can break their career, and so they they've got to be sure about it, but. You know, at the at the same time, make it to where you know it's just not solely based off of social media stats. You know, because that's not that's not a true barometer on how people are going to receive the music. You know, obviously Taylor Swift's going to have great musical uh, music stats on her social media. You know, already established people are. Um, but if you're looking for someone that, you know, is talented, you don't know, just just open up your they need to open up their uh box a little bit and and not just go by that because in doing that I think they're taking a bigger risk as opposed to really trusting their gut, trusting their ear and everything. Um which is I think is the way to go for that. And I haven't seen no artists on this planet. Every song that they sing, every song that they write becomes a hit. Right. There's there's definitely if you if you've been in it long enough, you've made some flops, and so and so that that's part of learning it. And um, it's one of those things that you just you kind of wonder sometimes why songs don't make it, or why most people just didn't really take a liking to the song, but it is what it is, and um, they just keep moving on, and, and you're right, so it's, it's like you're never going to have a band that every song they write becomes a hit. You know, the Beatles came the closest, maybe, but that that's not going to even come close to that, um, you know, yeah, nowadays. But look at all, so, hey, look at all the songs that they wrote that, that didn't become a hit, though, you know, right. they just became a, a B-sides, you know? Definitely, definitely. You, you heard are. about them. You you heard about them years down the road, but you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah, it's one of those. There's no such thing as the perfect song or the perfect band. You know, if you're looking for that, you're looking for something that's too overproduced and too too fake almost. You know, you want a band that's able to make mistakes, but yet still produce out the one or two hits on an album that they can. And, you know, and the rest are just good songs that they don't become hits. But, you know, they're they're not bad songs. And so, yeah, it, just, it, it comes down to just, I think record companies trying to make every artist have a, each song have a hit as opposed to saying something that's real. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of one of the downfalls of, uh, of what's going on right now. Unfortunately, nobody has a crystal ball. All we could do is the best yeah. that we can do. <laughs> definitely, definitely. That's 
that's the name of the game. Just just do your best and see what happens. And uh, enjoy the ride while you're going. Wow, well, we definitely, definitely, definitely. It's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Totally, man. JJ, I've been trying to get this uh, your other song uploaded, man, but I think the file is corrupted. It's been taking like five, six, seven minutes, man, so I'm definitely going to have to have you come back on the show so we can play this other song for you, man. Okay, um, cool. Up, upload uh, your song, Letter, but something's yeah. going on with file. Okay. I definitely apologize okay. for that. Oh, we're going to have, yeah, but we're going to have you come back on and, um, and uh, talk a little bit more about your album, you know, in a couple of months maybe. You know, we'll get okay. with Mike and see where you are and what part of the world Definitely. you're in. And, um, you know, hopefully we have your jet fly you back out here in California. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. Speaking you know. of, i uh got to get back on it here in about 30 minutes. So, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> definitely. yeah, definitely. Hey, man, well. Quickly yeah. tell everybody where they can go get your music and your, your your pages and all that good stuff. Yeah, um, you can just go to jjmcguiganmusic.com. Uh, McGuigan spelled M-C-G-U-I-G-A-N, uh, music.com. And uh, you can also check out iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, um, any on, online realtors. Uh, I should be on there and... Uh, and yeah, and in my Facebook, just JJ McGuigan. Um, and you'll see my music page or my uh, regular page. And and on my website, you can hit me up if you've got questions on music or mental health or anything like that. Just feel free to drop a line, and and I'll talk to you definitely and see if I can help or anything. Well, definitely, JJ. We're gonna be reaching out to you and Michael too because we have another show that uh, we do on Sundays, and we get a little deeper into, you know, the mental health issues and, you know, okay. we have other act you know, we have other activists, uh, you know, attorneys yeah. uh different community people come on the show and talk about stuff like that. So we'll probably have you come on that show as well so we could talk a little bit more about that. That'd be awesome. Right. So again, man, yeah, I wanna man. thank you and uh thanks Mike for bringing you on and we wish you all the best with your sh- with your music, and um, we're going to keep our eye on you, man. Thank you, man. Thank, thanks for having me. This is fun, and I appreciate it. All right, man, and we'll talk to you soon, and thanks again. All right, thank you. All right, bye. Yeah, this is your man, J.R. Perry, from Love Drops. Yeah, I'm keeping it locked every Wednesday at I Am Indie. Where you get your smooth urban hip hop independent music, baby. From 2 p.m., hosted by my man, KD, putting it down. I am in day. Check it out. You said you won't go lie no more. You told me you'd be home about. 
fucking up again. It's old. You throwing shit and I'm slamming doors. You screaming at me, I'm going deaf. Accusing me, but it's no one else. I take a side, and I decide to leave. I need space, I need to breathe. I got friends, you got them too. I cross the line with like one or two. Don't judge me for my honesty. Your past fleas don't bother me. I understand some jealousy, but you killing me when you fail to see. Got prospects, but I'm stuck on you. Pissed off, but I still wanna rub on you. When you walk away, I can't deal with the pride of me. Keep it all concealed. Hold you once and I'ma say it again. Be careful who you call your friend. Misery love company. Making plans for the next one. It's easy, baby. Just think about it and make your next move your best one. You held me down when I was going through it, and I appreciate it with gratitude. I came up and we came up, so you can miss me with that attitude. We making up again. No one's perfect. Take your chances. I hope it's worth. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.